You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Catherman. And on today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about the SBC. Okay. We've mentioned on other episodes that you and I both pastor a Southern Baptist church. Um, and we've uh, alluded to an article on saltybeliever.com that says autonomy of the SBC entities that you wrote and posted mm-hmm. on there. Right. And so I want to talk to our listeners who maybe might not know what the SBC is. You know, well, okay. I, I get asked all the time, you know, what is the SBC? That on the news, they say that it's the largest uh, convention. Denomination. Denomination, denomination yeah. right, of, of evangelicals. And I've got people say, well, it's not a denomination. It's a convention. Well, So there's a ton of confusion. Right. Uh, so and and the last podcast with the the Lifeway stuff. Hey, what do we do about it? How about this? Right. How, about, how does this work? What about the stuff with the record? There's a, there is some the confusion is is wide reaching. Right. Even talk- to your introduction, you right. said we're part of an SBC church, right? But actually, you tell me all the time. Well, the SBC only exists a couple days out of well, the year. Yeah, we so just like, talked about the convention. So actually, we are a church that affiliates. With the SBC for the purpose of mission and uh, cooperating our resources to train up pastors, to send missionaries, to plant churches, to lobby government through the ERLC, to produce curriculum. So we are not under the SBC. We are a church that works in cooperation with other churches, and that cooperation is what's called the SBC. Okay. So that's where the whole autonomy of the churches are. they don't have authority over us. Right. We can participate with them or not. It's completely voluntary, right? right? We uh, basically a bunch of independent churches came together for the yeah. Work of so you're in seminary. You had a church history right. class. Let's go to how it started, and that helps us to understand what its purpose was, and then we can get to like where we are now. So when did the SBC start? You know, you had a history class. I don't have the date, man. Ah, so I have this book. I'm gonna <laughs> hold on. So I have a book here called SBC FAQs: A Ready Reference. By Keith Harper and Amy Whitfield. And this thing's this thing's getting more and more outdated. It's my understanding that Amy Whitfield, at least, uh, is producing another edition of okay. this. Or maybe they That's both helpful. are. I don't know. Maybe she... I don't know. I've heard rumor that another one of these is coming out. Um, which, if it does, I'd love to talk about it on the podcast. But this was from 2018. And mine's already outdated because the Baptist faith and message has changed. The Constitution has changed. There's a bunch of stuff in here. Sure. But it's helpful. So in the beginning, it has a little history, and I think it's so. I it's nineteen or eighteen forty five. Okay. I can't May eighth, eighteen forty five in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, a number of churches came together for the purpose of doing what? You've got to remember this from your history class. Sending missionaries. Okay. So yeah. why did they do that? Yeah, because it was you know a lot easier for all these small churches to send a missionary somewhere and support him overseas if they pulled their resources, pulled their finances. And, you know, so like 15 churches can right. maybe support one missionary. One guy. <clears throat> and that's how it started. Right. Well, where did it go from there? Do you remember? Like what was kind of the next big push? What did they work on after they realized they needed to send missionaries? What else did they do? Well, they started a Sunday school board. Okay. To help. Which I can't remember which came first, but yeah, they did that. Yeah. They to help s- equip churches with uh, curriculum and lesson plans to help teach the Bible. Because one church isn't just going to be able to produce, to all, produce all, all. It's a ton of work, right? Yeah. And then what so, else did they do? I mean, you're part of one. <laughs> they uh, they established seminaries. There, yeah, they to uh, yep. train up pastors and and preachers. And I, I can't remember if Southern Seminary was first, or the home uh, the the uh, Sunday school the Sunday school board board was first. But 
over the years, they, they've put together an entity, and they've established a, a, an entity of the Southern Baptist Convention, which actually technically does not fall under the authority of the churches in the Southern Baptist Convention, and that's the point of that article, Correct. Uh, to do these purposes. So the idea is this helps, um, this helps, right. you know, advance the mission of the church. So in the early years of all of this, the idea was that this cooperation of churches served churches. Right. I think the, the issue at hand today, the question that we need to ask is, who serves who now? Sure. Uh, do the churches serve the SBC entity or cooperation, right. which it does sometimes seem that way, certainly. Does the, do the churches serve the entity by giving them funds and resources, or do the entities and the SBC itself serve the churches. And we should probably explain how that works, too, right? Because we send funds and resources to a local association. Yeah, let's walk through that. Okay, that's a good idea. So for those who are especially who are not SBC, but for those who are, and, and this will help explain why when you see stuff in the news, when you see various things going on, kind of why what's happening is happening. Uh, so for starters, the SBC itself is the conglomeration or the messengers of the churches that go to the convention. They handle the business of this said cooperation right. uh, for a couple days. They do various business. And then they have instituted an executive committee from that group that handles the business throughout the, the year. Okay. That executive committee has a president. So there's an executive committee president. There is a convention president. The convention president is the one elected by all the messengers. The uh, executive committee has these trustees, or are these people that are not trustees, I guess they're committee members, and they do that business. Okay, so that's that's a, technically the most official of the SBC, I guess, that the SBC Executive Committee, but more so the messengers, the president, all that stuff. Um, and then, then you have the entities which are, uh, so that executive committee and those messengers instituted an organization uh, called the International Mission Board okay. and gave them a charge. Your job is to send missionaries and you're going to take your trustees are going to be appointed from the messengers. They have a committee called the Committee on Committees and the Committee on Nominations that, that, that are going to send you the trustees so that you okay. get the trustees from the messengers. And apart from that, that's the only, only way that the entity can have be controlled by the messengers. Apart from that, there's the, the messengers can't come together and vote and say, from now on, we want it to be this or we want it to be that. Sure. There was a lot of debate on should the IMB vaccinate during COVID or not. Well, it was the IMB's decision. The messengers right. and the churches had no say. Right. The, they, they instituted a group called the, it had a different name early on, but the ERLC, the Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission, is a very small group that was started with trustees, with all the same stuff. It's an entity, and its job is to pay attention to what's happening in Congress and to lobby and to deal with ethical stuff. Well, there was a lot of people that were super upset with them a few years ago. Messengers had no say. They'd come together at that meeting. They'd say, we make a motion that the ERLC can't do this or can do that, or the president can't say this or right. can't say that, and you have no authority over that entity. Interesting. Uh, same thing for the North American Mission Board, which has been very evident because the messengers have been demanding, we want to see how the money's being spent. We right. want, I mean, there was a really good motion that just can only ask we would like to ask that maybe right. the north american mission board would be willing to produce a report that would show how the churches that were planted since 2012 to today have fared and you know what kevin is can say nope 
Sure. You can't tell us what to do. Unless those trustees say, yeah, we should do that, it's not going to happen. Okay. Uh, the seminaries, there's six Southern Baptist seminaries. They all have their own trustees. Uh, for our sake, in Utah and Idaho, we don't have enough Southern Baptists out here. We don't get to draw trustees from our two-state convention, which I'll talk about in a moment, to sit on any of these trustee boards with the exception of the International Mission Board. Right. It takes at least one trustee from every convention, local convention. And there's like 42 of them, I think. Right. And then the executive, the executive committee. committee takes somebody from every, but that's it. So we don't have any say. We in don't have any trustee in the seminaries, not even Gateway. In the North American Mission Board. Gateway's out here in the west where we're at. North yeah. American Mission Board, no say whatsoever. Okay. Um, we, we can be on the committee. I've been on the committee on committees a couple of times. You've been on the committee on nominations. But even then, we if it's not really somebody from our area... We don't really get to speak into it too much. We can't. I mean, right. it just doesn't. You don't know. So that's helpful. It's helpful to know. We don't. We can't dictate anything to right. those entities, right? And and so if you're frustrated with a seminary or with whatever, sorry. Right. That was our problem. Like when we were talking about with Lifeway in the last podcast. Like we, we don't have a say, right? So that's nationally. Okay. And then I kind of had hinted at these these more local conventions. So in most cases, a state will serve as a state convention. We have two states, the Utah-Idaho Southern Baptist Convention. The churches that are want to affiliate with the Southern Baptist Convention affiliate through those state conventions. You don't have to anymore. You can go directly nationally, but it used to be that it was kind of that was your closest connection. So we are a part of a two-state convention. And within that two-state convention, they have their own constitution that's separate from the Southern Baptist Constitution. They still use the Baptist faith and message, which is the national faith statement. Uh, but I guess maybe technically they wouldn't have to if they're if their messengers at the UISBC or one of the state conventions voted not to. I don't know. Right. Um, anyway, so we have that local arm that has a director and has a president and a convention president and has local tasks. Sure. And we have the national arm. So you think like the the United States. You have the federal sure. government and state government. It's right. very and they work. The federal government and the state government work together. Sometimes they like each other. Sometimes they don't. Money flows between the two. Uh, and specifically, money flows from the church, typically, most case scenarios, to the state convention. The state convention has has designated a certain percentage of that money, which they send on, which is called the cooperative program. They send on 50%, 35%, whatever they've decided, right. goes to the national SBC, the national SBC then divvies it up based on how they voted, and money goes then to the entities. So yeah. all the entities get their money through that system, which is really tough for the state convention because that's where all their money comes first. So if we, say, didn't want to support uh, the North American Mission Board or ERLC or one of the seminaries, or we didn't want to participate in that, that situation, right. and we wanted to withhold our, our funds, which is really the only way we can influence those entities, if, right. if at all, then the one who gets hurt the most is the state convention. Sure. So, so the state convention sort of becomes the pit bull or the bulldog for championing the CP, championing right. all the stuff that's the CP national. being the cooperative the, program. The cooperative program, yeah. yeah like, the, like, so they're sort of like, well, we gotta. That nobody's ever going to really rock the boat because there's a ton of money sure. involved here. So again, 
who serves who, well, and, and how does this thing work? I want to come back to that who serves who, too, because you said that, you know, we kind of set up these entities to do work, right? The Southern Baptist churches are a group of churches that came together to send missionaries. So we created things like the International Mission Board to send missionaries overseas and the Home Mission Board or the North American Mission Board to send missionaries here across North America. But you're saying now we don't really get to control how or what they do. Well, technically, we really never got to control. If, if a motion is made at the business meeting, to expect something to be done, right? it's out of order. It can only be we make a motion that the messengers would request this, and they can just say no. They don't. Ha- I mean, that, that's been the situation with the North American Mission Board and this whole finances thing, and he, he fights it, and he fights it, and like, hey, we're just, hey, we're, we're transparent, we're good, but nobody that brings those motions feels comfortable with that. A lot of other people who aren't there don't seem to feel very comfortable with that, so then they don't partner with the North American Mission Board. We've had some people in our in our two-state convention um, have to leave our two-state convention because we're required in Utah and Idaho anyway that you have to financially support the cooperative program. It's in our constitution. And you have to provide what's called a, an ACP, which is a... What does that mean? It's that some I, accounting thing, but right. it's like, how many members do you have? How many baptisms? How many whatever? And then they use those numbers to determine how big your convention is. Right. Then they determine how big your convention is to decide if you can put a trustee on a committee or not. So some of these other local conventions where they have trustees on these committees can kind of speak to their trustees and then their trustees I, can... I would suspect so, but we had an executive committee once like you wouldn't talk to the churches. like They're, they're like, it's not my job. You put me here. I'm... So there's, there's sort of a breakdown in sure. communication sometimes yeah. between the entities or the national stuff or even the two-state thing there could right. be i mean there's probably people who have a breakdown with this so that church i was talking about they were trying to communicate hey we have a problem with an entity uh one of the entities you know and we right. we don't feel like it's good stewardship to give money to that entity and frankly a lot of other people are coming to the same conclusion including myself right i'm like i, I think it's bad stewardship here sure at least at the moment until we can get some questions answered right and then maybe we can move forward but the problem is they decided we didn't want to, we we didn't want to do this. So we don't want to give money to the cooperative program because then money will go to that entity. And so they actually had to, to ask. To, they removed themselves from cooperation. Right. And other churches have maybe done the same for a variety of reasons. Because that's the biggest thing to remember is all these churches are just cooperating together. There, there's. I, I feel like when I talk to friends and stuff, they think there's this hierarchy of a top down where they tell us what to do at the church right, level. Right, And that's not really the case. Yeah, so in the podcast we talked about before with Priscilla Shire and Lifeway or the guy making the motion of Beth Moore, why do you sell these books? We don't have any way of saying we vote that Lifeway doesn't sell these books. Right. We can't. There's no vote for that. So the only thing we have is like, I guess we don't, we don't vote with our dollars. A lot of people say, hey, I don't like what's happening with Bud Light, or I don't like what's happening with Disney, or I don't like what's happening at Target, so they don't go to those entities, or those sure. those organizations. They don't support them, yeah. The only kind of that, if that logic were to be extended, I don't like what's happening at Lifeway, so I guess I'll stop buying things at Lifeway. Sure. Or, hey, I love Lifeway, and I want to support the home team, or, or you can send an email, and you can try to get a response, or you can, whatever. I mean... It's, it's just not what your friends think, right? It's right. not some, like, we've got it all sorted out. So where you don't really uh, have a say in what goes on in the entities, what do the messengers from the SBC churches, what business do they conduct when they gather together? So they do have a say in everything that's the SBC and the SBC executive committee. So okay. they commissioned a, uh, a sex abuse task force to, you know, to review issues of sex abuse and to do various things. They uh, determine the, 
the constitution and who you know how we function and 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 who is a a messenger or who is a church that can send messengers in friendly cooperation or who isn't that was the big thing this time they they modified the faith statement they modified the constitution then they also passed resolutions that say when all these churches gather together we proclaim that abortion is bad we right. proclaim that you know sex trafficking is horrible we proclaim that uh, you know what the Bible's inerrant. The Bible's inerrant. Yeah. yeah. So like, but they can't direct those entities. And the hard part for me is the church does the major work. Sure. The entities should be coming along and assisting the church, but the church right. can't tell the entities how they need help and how they want to be helped. Right. They can say something, but that doesn't mean that it's going to happen that way. And so that that is an interesting dynamic. Not a big deal if the entities are hearing the churches and if they're. If they're doing what's really actually helpful for the church and if they're being faithful in those ways, it is a big deal if they deviate from those things because sure. there's no actual solid recourse except don't participate, withhold funds, don't partner with those right. entities, which is really unfortunate. I mean, like there, there, was a, there was a pretty hefty sex abuse, hiring, firing problem and a whole bunch of financial problems at one of the seminaries. And, uh, I mean, it was a big deal. Actually, a couple of the seminaries had some issues that surfaced. Yeah. But the messengers couldn't say, we want to change that. Right. We just we just saw an article not long ago about massive overspending on the part of a former president at Southwestern. Well, I saw something in the news there that said one of our seminaries has an accreditation warning against them right now <laughs> for various reasons. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so. Um, that's not good. Right. So when we say, okay, or, or uh, there was at one of the seminaries. Um, a professor who was kind of prominently out on social media and was talking about the the value and the, the resources and the tools with critical race theory and CRT and, and why this is so important and why, you know, we have whiteness and this problem and that problem. And he's, that professor, I think, is still, I mean, this was like a vice president or something. And so what if the messengers were wanting to pull back and say, wait, no, yeah. or wait, yes, they can't vote on that at all. They have to trust that the trustees will do it, but it's been said the trustees kind of get handpicked a lot, yeah. and we've been on those committees. You can, I mean, that can kind of go lots of different ways. Sure. And and so the question is, is it really that the the entities are hearing from the churches, even if the messengers all show up? If, if all the churches sent messengers and you had ten thousand messengers, right? Twenty thousand messengers, do they really have a say? Well, that's the, the answer is no, right? <laughs> like I don't. So again, it comes back to who's really serving who, right? It, are the churches expected to serve this sort of big machine? Yeah. Um, and, and if it's working well, it's working well. And a lot of times it is working well. I mean, let's be honest. Sure. A lot of times we send more, I mean, we're sending more missionaries overseas. Right. There are churches being planted. There is curriculum being published. Right. Uh, there are seminaries training pastors. There, I mean, there, Guidestone is right. helping with retirements. Like sure. these things are good, but... And we've, we've kind of Frankenstein them all together, which is why I use sure. a picture of Frankenstein in that post. But then what happens if they don't do good? Correct. You know, what happens if, if there is a, a rogue agent in there? What happens if somebody's putting razor blades in the apples and feeding them to everybody? Sure. Now we got a problem, right? Like, yeah. now we got a big problem. Right. So what do you do with that? I guess be mindful, use discernment, and vote with your dollars and vote with your messengers, and right? Pray your face off, right? <laughs> pray like your pray and pray and pray. So, so I just want to I just want to conclude with this. If you're listening, you're not SBC, you're like, "What in the world is all that?" Hey, we feel the same sometimes. Sure. Well, it's kind of a whirlwind. If you are SBC or you're involved in a church that affiliates with the SBC, like yeah. if, if you're involved in this, um, 
it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to let's get it let's get it fixed. I hate feeling like I can't voice my concerns, right? Let's let's <laughs> like, we should be able yeah. to speak through those things. Let's speak because okay, so we changed our Baptist faith and message. Yeah. I agree with the change. Al Moeller agrees with the change, and sure. he was, you know, kind of championing this. But even he, in an article I read just the other day, is like, I don't yeah. think the way we changed it was right. Right. We shouldn't be able to change this stuff so fast. Correct. That we need to be able to come together. If we're going to work together, it can't right. just be about our dollars. Right. It has to be about how we're going to work well together and what we need for the churches yeah. in the changing times. Some of this stuff yeah. might be adjusted. Sure. Like the Baptist faith and message or like a constitution issue. But the goal should be that this cooperation is for the purpose of serving the local church all the way down from the, you know, the bivocational guy, the church of 15, all the way up to the, you know, the mega church with 25 campuses and whatever. Like sure. that should be right. what we're shooting for. Yeah. We should be able to Does that answer work your better together. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's answered my question or given me with more questions. The book but. again, the book again that asks, answers lots of questions is SBC FAQs, a ready reference by Keith Harper and Amy Whitfield. I mean, it has history and little short little things and reports, and it is a little outdated, but it is a really, really good start, especially if they have another one coming out. And then, as we mentioned, you have a post on our blog, Autonomy of SPC Entities. Just look for the picture of Frankenstein. That's on <laughs> SaltyBeliever.com. If you have any questions, concerns, maybe you have some concerns with the SPC, drop us a line, SaltyBeliever at gmail.com, or fill out that form on our website. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.